The sweet sound of sports you love from Sling. The collide of football pads. The squeak of shoes on a basketball court. The crack of the bat on a home run. The slice of skates cutting across the ice. But what about this one? That's the sound of all the sports you love. All at once. Starting at $40 a month. Experience it all live with Sling. Sling. Ever wondered how a book gets made into a movie? Or how to master the art of cooking? Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. On our podcast, we're going to be serving you a fresh perspective of the entertainment industry alongside our favorite celebrity guests. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Pharrell has taken over. Let's go. It's Pharrell. Coast to coast. Steaks, chicks, stacks. You and I are going to make a lot of money. It's Pharrell, coast to coast. It's Pharrell on the bench, coast to coast, in the biggest way possible, hanging out. The bad seed, the broken head, bad apple with a bad attitude, hanging around a bunch of bad actors, bad taste, bad lot, bad dude, bad breath, bad attention, bad vibes. We are live in the Pharrell Appalachia right across the river and through the woods from where Granny just told me it's going to pour down rain tomorrow all day. 95% chance. So she said today she's drinking shots and beers all day. Sean beer in Sean beer in In New York City, the Big Apple. Ooh. People dressed in plastic bags, directing traffic, some kind of fashion, shake it up, should do that. All my friends that come around, flat to flat to party up. Rats on the west side, bed bugs uptown. What a mess. This town's a tatter. My friends splattered all over Manhattan. Should be shaking. Ooh. Hey, what's gigging? It's Pharrell with Carver High Mafia, LTN, running it from Kansas City, Moda, Show Me State. We got a lot going on today. Birthday roll call. Kendrick Perkins, 36. Mike McCarthy, 57. Uh, he needs a birthday present the way the Cowboys have played this year. Our friend Linda Cohn from ESPN, 61 today. And former Major Leaguer Larry Parrish, 67. Jerry DiNardo, member of college football coach. 68, and I remember this guy, Morris Satoski, the golfer, 69, Bob McLeod, NFL, 82. Happy birthday to you. Happy birthday to you. Ariel Epstein from the morning after will join us in a few. We got a lot to talk about. How about the Pats come from behind to burn the Jets on a last-second field goal to win it at MetLife last night? Cam said he was getting sick and tired of sucking, if you will. Bill Belichick, as happy as he can be, we'll hear from him. Adam Gase will make the roll call today. No fans for the Patriots games at Gillette Stadium for the remainder of the season. The Steelers tight end Vance McDonald placed on the COVID list. So are Big Ben, Jalen Samuels, Gerald Hawkins, and Vince Williams. All on the list, all out five days. Stephen Jones says Mike McCarthy will be the Cowboys coach in 21, and Dak will be the quarterback unequivocally we'll hear from jones 
We'll talk NFL draft top 10, the order as it stands right now after the Jets lost last night. They're still on top. We'll hear from Matt Rule, Matt Nagy. We always love to hear from this guy with all of his excuses in Chicago why his offense sucks. And Bears running back David Montgomery has a concussion, so he's out. We'll hear from Frank Reich, Ron Rivera, talking about Alex Smith. The Bills, they don't gain any ground in the AFC, but we'll look at the playoff scenarios as they stand in the AFC and NFC. Plus, your updated MVP odds today on Coast to Coast. The Falcons cut Tack McKinley after he blasted the team on social media last week. Herbert against Tua this week. What a showdown in South FLA with all of that gorgeous hunk, hunk, hunk. Richard Sherman can return to practice field for the Niners after being out for two months. The Texans are turning to Duke Johnson in their running game now. Ravens pass rusher Clayus Campbell going to miss some time with a calf strain. The Packers and Colts move to a 425 start in week 11. And the Dolphins make a huge contribution to the cancer research game, $75 million. Tony LaRusa charged with a DUI from a February incident. We were talking about it last night on Pharrell on a Bench on Sports Grid Radio Overnights. And uh, it's his second DUI. Doesn't seem to bother the White Sox. They said they knew he had the DUI, and they still hired him. Not the end of the world when you get DUIs. It's the end of the world when you get multiple DUIs, and the state keeps letting you drive. How do we let these people just keep driving until they kill somebody? And then they let them keep driving after that. They don't even go to jail. Just do whatever you want. Drink, do drugs, drive. We don't care. We welcome in our radio affiliates on Sports Grid Radio. Check out our YouTube page. Subscribe for you. You can watch the shows. For all events, Sports Rage, Bagels Bad Beats. Get the Sports Grid Radio app. We're also on Mightier 1090 in San Diego and all of Southern California near Tijuana. Do you wanna? By the way, LaRusa pulled out the, do you know who I am card? You see this ring? I'm a Hall of Famer. I love you. Get your hands off of me. I'm not giving blood or going to jail. I'll give you tickets behind home plate. We'll talk UFC with Mafia at the top of the second hour. We'll get into college football. Nick Saban knows number one means nothing in November. Alabama, LSU, Texas A&M, Tennessee postponed due to COVID. Drag. LSU has only one quarterback left, true freshman T.J. Finley. They have nobody to back him up at this point. We'll hear from Ed Orgeron. He's still ready to play football, even though the whole team's dying. SEC will consider making up games on 12-19. That would be December 19th. Mike Leach is talking about uh, close contacts. Sitting out is silly on today's show. Wisconsin thinks they'll be able to play against Michigan in Ann Arbor. We'll hear from Paul Chris, the Badger head coach, plus Trevor Lawrence today on C2C. Maction tonight. Carver High loves it. We got three games on the docket. We'll get into all of that. Kirby Smart says JT Daniels may get reps this week ahead of the Missouri game. Might as well since your other quarterbacks all suck. <laughs> NCAA rejects proposal to allow quarantine head coaches to call plays remotely. What's next? Robots? Notre Dame field rush should make college football rethink fans for the rest of the season. Utah had a player hospitalized with COVID. The game with UCLA in doubt. We're going to get into everything. Baseball, NBA, the players agree on amended CBA free agency to begin 11-20. LaMelo Ball expected to go number one. We'll get into that. 
We got your AP Top 25 of the new season in college rack. The Masters is going to be soggy in Augusta. Rain expected all weekend. It's coast to coast. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Have you written a book and need some insight into what comes next? Or are you passionate about cooking and want to know how to make it your career? Or maybe you just want to hear insider stories about the entertainment industry. Either way, we've got you covered with the Two Guys from Hollywood podcast. I'm Alan Nevins, a literary agent and talent manager. And I'm Joey Santos, a columnist and celebrity chef. And on our podcast, Two Guys from Hollywood, we bring our expertise to the table with, of course, delicious cocktails and all kinds of recipes for you to try at home. So grab a drink and join us. We've got a wide range of celebrity guests and Hollywood insiders to discuss pop culture, publishing, and entertainment. And we'll provide you with an unfiltered and sometimes brutally honest show about Hollywood. As we like to say, we don't dish, we serve. Listen and follow Two Guys from Hollywood on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you listen to podcasts. We'll talk at you soon. Pharrell back on uh, Coast to Coast. We bring in our friend Ariel Epstein from the morning after on Sports Grid. She just got back from the Caribbean where she uh, told me in the break that she never wanted to come back at all. And she didn't uh, care about her family, friends, job, anything. She just wanted to drink uh, coffee in Aruba from the Ritz-Carlton after her long walks on the beach. And she wants to live there permanently and never come back. And she really hates all of us as well. Hey, Ariel. <laughs> What's up, Scotty? I did miss you, though. And uh, my dad, the lawyer, he also says he missed you, too, Scotty. So, you know, we had to come back eventually. But I can't I can't underestimate the power of happy hour. Twelve and four o'clock every single day. I'm exhausted. Yeah, I'll bet. I mean, it must be a rough life you're leading there going to Aruba. All right. So, uh what do you think of all these uh, college games being canceled? All the biggest games this week are getting knocked off the slate because of the COVID. And you know what's happening uh, everywhere. The spikes are through the roof. Every uh, state in the country, uh, it's really affecting college football now. I mean, it's been doing it every week, but now it seems like it's really hitting. Yeah, well, in the SEC, I'm not too worried. Of course, it stinks from a fan perspective and a player perspective. However, remember that the Big Ten is three to four weeks behind the SEC. We're going to have to line ourselves up at some point for a college football playoff because everybody wants Ohio State to be in it. With that said, I think that if the SEC has to push their season back a little bit and catch up maybe to more of a Big Ten schedule by adding games at the end, then maybe that's what the SEC will do. But there's only one conference in all of college football that I'm not worried about finishing a season, and that's the SEC. Their fan base would not tolerate that. 
So uh, I know you spent some of your prison time at Penn State before you went to uh, Syracuse. Uh, so a lot of people there probably think you're a traitor. But what did you think when you watched my Indiana Hoosiers beat Penn State when they were highly ranked? And ever since then, uh, they've fallen into hell uh, in a bucket. They literally, I mean, they haven't won a game. Uh, their quarterback's a disaster. Can you believe what's happened to Penn State? I can, because after losing week one, I said the season was over. They had Ohio State the next week, which was going to, going to result in an 0-2 finish. And then Maryland, which at that point, when you already lose two games in the Big Ten, you know you're done. First, my dad's a Maryland fan, so watching that game made me want to leave my house permanently and never see him again, <laughs> especially because Maryland rejected me. I didn't even get in. I got into Penn State, not Maryland. It's horrible that Penn State did that to me personally. Whatever. I knew after they lost your Hoosiers that that was going to be the end of the season for them, and it's just, it's been rough, and their running back core got banged up in the preseason, and you had some players decide to not play. So I think Penn State's definitely in for a rude awakening from their boosters and their fans come next year. James Franklin has to make a heck of a comeback to make sure to maintain his fan base. So uh, I applied to Notre Dame, and I got uh, declined in two weeks. That's pretty strong effort. You field. I would have been on the field. I would have been. I would have been selling weed on the field after the game. Actually, <laughs> you a hundred percent. I know that. I think it was Jared said to me. Jared Smith said something about the fans, and I said, Jared, come on. If that was Penn State beating Michigan or Ohio State, you would have been on the field in your college days. He said, probably. Me too. So, what do you think of Mafia getting married this Saturday? I'm so excited for him. I know everybody else in the phone call was saying that, you know, good luck. Oh, it's so bad. Oh, that's such a bad decision. And then there's me that says, you're lucky, dude. I wish I could find somebody I cared to spend the rest of my life with. So far, I boot all of them out the door. Losers. Uh, so what did you think of the Jets last night? Do you do you think that they threw the game when they were up uh, 27-17, when they were up 27-20, when he threw the bomb on first down and literally, like, just breadbasket the pass to the defender, did you think that they were actually trying to let the Patriots come back, tie it, and beat them? I did. I thought that the Patriots were going to let the Jets win, as everyone said, with that conspiracy theory of Bill Belichick allowing the Jets to win the game and not have to worry about Trevor Lawrence coming into New York. So then when that whole conspiracy was taking place before the comeback, I was picturing more of the Todd Gurley trying to not run into the end zone, but he does by accident, knowing that he shouldn't have scored. I thought the Jets were totally going to run into that same trap of just completely blowing that one and getting that, uh, blowing their chances of a first round or first overall pick. Unfortunately, that didn't happen, so we can't laugh about it. The Jets are still over on the season. As for uh, the Jets quarterback and wide receiver situation with Joe Flacco and Brashad Perriman, I know you'll appreciate this, Scotty. As a Ravens fan, it ate at my soul. That's exactly what the former GM, <laughs> Ozzie Newsom, was hoping would happen five years ago. And it took them five years and a trip to New York, but those two finally connected and Brashad Perriman had a 100-yard receiving game. Get out of here. Hey, so the NFL is talking about adding two additional 
uh, playoff teams. They've already got seven in each uh, conference. Now they're talking about adding another one, so there'd be 16 teams in the playoffs. Jesus, it's like the NBA and Stanley Cup. Do you think it's going to go over well? I'm glad you gave it to that comparison. I'm saying that the NFL is going to become bowl season at some time soon. Let's just keep giving every NFL team a chance to make the playoffs. Give me a break. I know that this isn't a reason for cancellations of games in case certain teams can't play certain games. But at that point, why are we resisting a, 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 adding on another week of the regular season? Just add another week onto the regular season and then go from there. I'm okay. Fine. Expanded playoff. It makes TV money, whatever. Either way. It's extra football. I'm not going to complain about it. I just don't want the playoffs to become oversaturated. I like that it's competitive to get into the playoffs. And this year, only having one bye week is really adding an extra... It's adding something extra to trying to get that one seed because your Pittsburgh Steelers could really use it after having an early bye. Yeah, and screw your Ravens, too, by the way. I just wanted to say that while we were You uh, beat us! Listen, let me, and well, screw them anyway, and I hope they beat them again. Uh, Here's the deal. I have a question for you. This is very serious. What's more important? This is like like a Jeopardy, Alex Trebek type of uh, response. We're giving him some love right here. All right, here's the question. I don't know how to do Jeopardy, but here's the question. What's more important? Um, NBA games on Christmas Day. Five of them, Christmas Day, Hanukkah, or Thanksgiving football. I will put my answer in first. Five games on Christmas Day. Oh, and also family. You have to put family on the list. I put uh, five NBA games over everything, over family, over Christmas, over Hanukkah, and over the Detroit terrible Lions on Thanksgiving every year with their crappy performance on Turkey Day. The only thing good about the Lions ever on Turkey Day was watching uh, the old uh, fat coach eat the turkey legs. You know who I'm well, talking for about. Our purposes, for our purposes, ah. Raven Steelers is going to be Thursday night football on Thanksgiving, which is awesome. However, as much as I love my family and as much as I love the Baltimore Ravens and Pittsburgh Steelers rivalry, I'm not even the biggest NBA fan in the world. What I can say is that having NBA games on Christmas is extremely important. So I'm right there with you, Scotty. I think the NBA has to have that happen because I did not agree with the players who said they wanted to start in January. Take some weeks off in between. You have to play on Christmas Day. That day is meant for the NBA. So, I mean, uh, are you glad that they're playing 72 games? Uh, Are you glad they're just starting? Can you believe like in a month they're going to start basically? Yeah, it's pretty nuts. I just have a feeling that you're going to see a really boring first month or so of the NBA season. A lot of the starters probably won't really see the floor after opening night. I mean, that just sucks. Uh, Do you think Kevin Durant will be a rock star with the Nets? I think he'll be fun to watch, but according to our friend at FanDuel, Worldwide Wild Rob Perez, he thinks that the Nets are completely overvalued in the marketplace. Well, I, you know, I have to see him play. I have to see if uh, Kyrie can play more than 30 games, and I have to see what his Achilles looks like. Ariel, great stuff. Glad you had a great vacation to Aruba. Say hi to the counselor for me. We'll see you soon on Coast to Coast. Thanks, Scotty. All right, Ariel Epstein on Coast to Coast today. 
Sports Rage with Gabe Morenci. Look at the attention of Baker Mayfield gets. Like every second commercial is that progressive commercial with Baker Mayfield living at the stadium. What has Baker Mayfield done to warrant television commercials? He's surrounded by superstar weapons and you still suck. The Sports Grid Network. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Hey, everyone. It's Michelle Williams, and I love being able to share my story with you on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, where my guests and I get real as we share the ups and downs of our mental health journeys, and I'd love for you to join me. I'm still on my own journey, but I want to be transparent with you because as I was posting all the highlights of my life on social media, I was breaking down. And too many people fall victim to the picture-perfect image of the high life, so I created a space to discuss the good and the bad. We can laugh, man. We're going to learn, and most of all, I hope to inspire you to go on this journey with me to better mental health. This is going to be your church, your turn up, and everything in between. So join me on my podcast, Checking In with Michelle Williams, a safe space for every kind of person. Listen to Checking In with Michelle Williams every Tuesday, a part of the Black Effect on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I love LaRusso. He's the best. Hey, you know who I am? I'm a Hall of Famer. Let me off. Come on, guy. Give it a break. Driving it up on the curb, falling asleep at the wheel. You got to love this guy. Hey, must be nice to to be Tony LaRusso. He's got a gig. Go White Sox. So, Morenzi came on last night on For All Events, and he said uh, he'll say that he had one glass of wine at dinner. <laughs> That's exactly what the guy said <laughs> when the cop read the police report. Now, listen, uh, you know, it's amazing to me. We talked about it on the show last night. It just doesn't matter. Like, they just keep letting these people drive with their multiple DUIs. I told the story last night with Mafia that I know a ton of like, uh, and I'm just being honest. I know a ton of yep. housewives that pick up their kids from school after they've had a half oh, a yeah. bottle of wine. Yeah, <laughs> I remember back in the day, Scotty. Like my dad, my buddy's dad, he was a piss tank. He'd come in, tie undone. Hey, kids, welcome to the science fair. Like trying to grab at teachers and stuff. I'm like, wow, this guy's wasted. Like you know, and, and then you look in the parking lot, his car's like up on the curb by a tree. No, it's not inside the lines. I'm like, what is this guy doing? Like it's kids. Like. Back in the day, you can get away with that stuff. Nowadays, uh, not so much. But Tony LaRusa, he seems to have the answers. Yeah, he got a nice gig in, in <laughs> Chicago. All right, Cam, we'll talk to you again next hour. Cam Stewart, everybody. Got All it. right, uh, Carver High, Pats, a huge uh, comeback late in that game last night. Uh, it ended up being almost exactly to a T what I said the game would be. A, I said it two terrible teams. It'll be a great game. B, I said the Pats would win. C, I said that uh, Flacco was going to throw at least two touchdown passes. I said, how does a guy win a Super Bowl and now he can't throw a pass? I said, I think the guy's going to throw some touchdowns. They're going to score. I said, I wouldn't be surprised at all uh, if they win, but I guaranteed you that they would cover that uh, double-digit wood. So, I mean, that game, it's like every time. If there's two terrible teams, it's always a great game. Yeah, it seems to be that way so far this year, Scotty. And uh, lucky for Flacco, he had all the Jet receivers. It was the Donald must have felt jealous, you know, standing on the sideline because you had Perryman, you had Mims, 
You had Crowder. Everybody was in the game for the first time all year for the Jets. They had built a 27-17 to lead. They could not hold it. They barely had the ball in the second half. The Patriots come from behind. They win 30-27. to Cam said after the game, Scotty, that he was, quote, tired of sucking. So we know how bad Cam Newton has been the last few weeks. I give to you now uh, Bill Belichick sounding, Scotty, probably about as happy as you can hear Bill Belichick sound after a win. Yeah, it was a good win. You know, I thought we you know, made the plays we need to make at the end of the game. Um, certainly thinks we could do better, but you know, we played good complimentary football at the end of the game. He plays on offense. He plays in a kicking game. He plays on defense. So players worked hard. They deserve to win. I'm happy for him. Hey, can you, in the back, can you shut up? Would that, would that be all right in the middle of the press conference? Could you two shut up? I mean, because like, you want cheese on that? All right. Get it with cheese, the meatballs. with the Okay. And shut up. Thanks. We're doing the press conference over here with Coach Belichick. Thanks. I mean, did you hear this guy talking in the middle of the room? Like, what was going on there? Can we hear from Adam Gase? I always like when he loses. Yeah, yes, we can hear from Adam on the other side of the spectrum, Scotty. It sounded like Adam needed a tissue after the game. Here's Adam Gase. <laughs> it hurts. Oh, Fuck guys, they battled. Hey guys, you know, they laid it all, gave everything they had, and you know, just uh, have have a few mistakes that really cost us and cost us the game. We did a really good job of of doing what we wanted to do here, which was lose. So that we would maintain an 0-9 yeah. mark and get the number one draft pick. So everyone did a fantastic job. Oh, I'm so proud of the boys. We, <laughs> we did everything we had to do. We had to make sure we had 12 guys on the field for that field goal so that they ended up scoring a touchdown instead. We made sure we did the right things at the end of the game. Uh, one last Patriot note for you, Scotty. There will be no fans at Gillette Stadium all this year. Not that any of them really want to go. Uh, they're front-running fans. They only go when the team actually wins, and that's not happening this year. So no fans at Gillette Stadium this year. Steelers, Scotty, we've got a bit of a situation there. Tight end not Vance good. McDonald placed on the COVID list. Uh, he's the positive test, it sounds like. And then Big Ben, Jalen Samuels, Gerald Hawkins, Vince Williams, they all go on the close contact COVID list. So for those guys, Scotty, if they pass all their tests by Sunday – they would be in line to play the Bengals. So they're going to have to work, you know, do the virtual meetings and things like that. Uh, but hopefully for the Steelers, they'll have all those guys back on the field for Sunday's game. Yeah, I don't really care about any of those guys at all except Big Ben. So if the other ones end up with really bad coughs and they can't leave the house and they're quarantined, I don't have a problem with that. Uh, it's Ben Roethlisberger that we need on Sunday against the Bengals and no one else. Uh, he's the guy we were worried about, and, and let's keep an eye on his temperature and everything, and let's uh, make sure he's healthy. The rest of them don't even matter. And I mean, let's get to the cow. Let's get to the Cowboys now, Scotty. And owner Stephen Jones, uh, you know, obviously one of the owners, Jerry's son, and he had two things to say. Well, I don't know which one you want to believe, which one you don't want to believe. We'll start with Mike McCarthy. He says that he will be the coach in 2021 i kind of believe steven when he says that but this next one scotty i don't know if i believe him let's say the cowboys continue to lose games let's say the jets whose offense didn't look too bad last night suddenly win a couple let's say the cowboys had the first pick in the draft you're telling me that they wouldn't take trevor lawrence and not pay dak prescott 40 million dollars a year here's steven jones lying to you scotty 
Zach's our quarterback, and uh, I mean, we're so fired up about him and, uh, you know, him leading us in the future. And, uh, you know, it's like I said, we're focused week to week uh, right now on getting better each week. And certainly we're, we're fired up about our future with Dak. Yeah, listen, uh, I think they do uh, like him. Uh, I don't think uh, he's doing too shabby with that $31.5 million tag, and next year it'd be like $38 million. So if you're Dak, you just want to come back and get that money. And if you're the Cowboys, I think they are going to stick with Dak Prescott. I actually I don't see them uh, getting the number one draft pick at this point. I mean, I still think it's the Jets to lose. Well, let's take a look at who has the top 10 picks in the NFL draft right now, Scotty. And you're right. Very long shot that the Cowboys, even though they're picking third right now, would be able to get ahead of the Jets and the Jaguars. But, Stephen, please, if you were number one, you know that you would take Trevor Lawrence and you would let that go. I don't believe you for a second. But the Jets or the Jaguars are going to be the fight. Uh, We'll see if the Jets can somehow get a win. Giants and the Washington football team in the top five. The Chargers, the Dolphins have the Texans pick right now at seven. Bengals at eight. Panthers at nine. Falcons at ten. I think the only drama right now, Scotty, for the number one is the Jets and the Jaguars. Yeah, let's just stop with all these other teams. The Bengals, uh, they already got Burrow. They're not getting the number one draft pick next year. So uh, it's simple. I mean, the Jets should have won that game last night. They had every uh, right to win that game, and they still screwed it up. And I think it was pretty apparent to me. I'm watching the game. I'm like, they're throwing the game. I mean, I don't know why he threw the bomb on first down from his own uh, 25 or whatever he was at. It was a terrible pass. Uh, We were talking about it last night. Mafia was like, uh, he maybe didn't see him. And I was like, I don't know. I I think he knew exactly what he was doing. And then they moved down and won the game. All I know is, is that uh, they played well enough that I would be concerned about them actually winning games the rest of the way, right? So we're going into week 10, and you play 17 weeks. So you basically have, uh, you know, 10 through 17 to go. If they play like they did last night, they'll screw it up, and the Jaguars will end up with the number one pick because uh, if the Jets play that way in any of the remaining weeks left, they'll win games. They're going to beat somebody. They should have uh, beat the Pats last night. So if they really want Trevor, they need to stop throwing touchdown passes and playing good defense because uh, they're on the verge of winning uh, without a doubt, if you ask me. I think Mafia is the Jets fan. He'll tell you the same thing. They're close. They have uh, seven games to go, a pretty tough schedule. We'll see if they can somehow try to pick somebody off and screw up the chances of getting the top pick, because I don't think the Jaguars are going to win another game all year. They really stink. Let's go to the Panthers now, Scotty. They come up just short in Kansas City on Sunday. They had gotten Christian McCaffrey back from the ankle injury. Now he's dealing with a shoulder problem. Here is head coach Matt Rule. He knows that he's absolutely screwed if he doesn't have McCaffrey. I know you uh, guys will have questions about Christian. Um, You know, I I can confirm that he hurt his shoulder on the uh, uh, last drive. uh, on their sideline. Um, as of right now, you know, I'd, I'd list him day to day, seeing the doctor, you know, seeing uh, all, all the different medical people and just uh, figuring out where exactly he is. So I, I really won't have much comment uh, out of respect for him other than that. Uh, but I would list him day to day and would probably have a better answer for you. 
They're screwed without him. Uh, I like what Teddy's doing, but those two are the only guys that matter. Anderson's okay. The rest of that team's garbage. Yeah, they've played well under Matt Rule. There's no doubt about it, Scotty, but uh, just not good enough to get some wins quickly here uh, before we get. You know what? I'm going to save Nagy because Nagy's too good. We have less than a minute left to go in this segment. Uh, Montgomery's got a concussion for the Bears. When we come back, we, we get so used to listening to Matt Nagy complain about how bad his offense is every week. We have to check the temperature of what Matt thinks of him this week. You know, they are home dogs, Scotty, Monday night to the Vikings, and Dalvin Cook is just absolutely mauling people lately. Uh, that could be another bad bad scene for the Bears on Monday night. Look, I, I know that uh, I'll give you Cook has been phenomenal, and he's just been raking. He's almost had 500 yards in the last couple of games. Guy's been just going off. However, I, I do not trust the Minnesota Vikings for one second. They are who they are. Uh, they've been terrible. He's been great, but they're terrible. I like the Bears. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, for all back on Coast to Coast. Yeah, I like the Bears, uh, and not with any certainty, of course. Uh, every time I bet on them, uh, it's a very dangerous way to make a living, but we do like making fun of their coach with all of his excuses. Yes, we do. Uh, another thing to remember, Kirk Cousins stinks on Monday on uh, primetime games as well. So that's a good factor for the Vikings. And, yes, Scotty, this has become a Coast to Coast staple, a weekly check-in with Bears coach Matt Nagy saying the same exact thing he's been saying for nine weeks in a row. Here's Coach Nagy. Anytime you're a play caller uh, or anytime you're a position <laughs> coach um, or anytime you're any, any type of coach with the offense, what you're putting out there on the field, that's a representation of who we are, right? So regardless of responsibilities and you know all, all the blame and all that stuff, when it comes down to it, um, it starts with me. And, and so, you know, you guys always hear me talk about being able to teach these guys. I'm, I'm real, I'm a real big believer in making sure that you're teaching details month, you know, Monday through <laughs> Saturday over communicating clarity and teaching that stuff. And then being able to adjust to your player strengths and weaknesses. And we've done that. I mean, what is this high school football? <laughs> like these are these are guys getting paid millions of dollars. They don't listen to you. What are you going to teach them? Uh, how about the guys I put out there are a representation of me? Well, they sure are. The team that can't score, they can't do anything right offensively, and you're the one calling the plays. I mean, this guy is hilarious. Can you imagine? <laughs> listen, how the mighty have fallen. Do you remember? I went to the 85 Super Bowl with, uh, you know, Fridge and, and uh, Walter Payton and Jim McMahon. And they kicked the Patriots' ass 46 to 10 in the Superdome. I was there with my dad. And Mike Ditka was the coach. Can you imagine how far they've fallen? Matt Nagy 
is your head coach. From Mike Ditka to Matt Nagy. I don't care what anybody says. That's all you need to know about the book. The ending was terrible at the movie. Honestly, how do you have this guy as your coach when you had Mike Ditka? I mean, it's just, there's no way you can even explain that to me. You can't even make this stuff up. It's a, just a terrible movie on Lifetime. Uh, and you always know what happens in the end. They catch the bad guy. The bad guy's Matt Nagy. Yes, he absolutely is. <laughs> um, really big game on Thursday night, Scotty, in the AFC South. Colts and Titans, both teams vying for first place in that division. Let's hear from Colts head coach Frank Reich, who in this clip, Scotty, is going to give you possibly every bit of coach speak and uh, you know anything you could ever imagine a coach just saying, very generic. You're going to get it from Frank Reich right here. Here's Frank. He wishes he was with the Bills. We just got to be better. We got to be better as a team. You know, internally, you guys know how how we talk. I mean, there's no – we win and lose as a team. If it's a high-scoring game, and then I'm all, then the offense has to do whatever it takes to score one more. If it's a low-scoring game, the defense has to do whatever it takes to shut down the opposing offense. So uh, we got to find ways to get better, um, and we will. We don't have much time, so all things are geared towards – the Titans and going on the road for Thursday night football. I'm more excited about that. Listen, I won't deny that uh, they're capable of bouncing back after a loss. I think the Colts are tougher than uh, some people think they are. I think they have a solid defense. They've had some issues. Taylor hasn't been fantastic running the ball. Rivers has been up and down. One week he's good, the next week he isn't. Uh, I think they got their hands full with this Titans team. Uh, especially in Smashville. I like what Tannehill and Henry do and everything about that team. I think Vrabel's a great coach. I think Frank's doing a great job in Indy. I did want to say, just so fans know the show a little bit better here, when Carver High walks on the set every day, he taps that sign over his shoulder, play like a champion today, because he is very proud of the Fighting Irish. He constantly is touching that picture. Slaps it right before he comes on the set every day. Just like, just like the players leaving the locker room. He does it every that's day, the, uh, just so you know. That's that's the number two Notre Dame fighting Irish. Number two in the land, Notre Dame fighting Irish. That's who that is, baby. They're number Big one this week if Alabama ain't playing. <laughs> Notre Dame's number one. If Alabama's Good not point. mad enough to play their game against that LSU because they got the sniffles, <laughs> then give me the Irish. The whole student body went out on the field and made out. They were French kissing. <laughs> Love those eyes. You're right about that. You're right about that. Let's get to the Washington football team. They play the Lions this week, Scotty, and they're down to you. They're losing quarterbacks all the time. Kyle Allen's finished. He hurt uh, his ankle over the weekend in a game against the Giants. So now Alex Smith, the big comeback story, he is going to be the starting quarterback for Washington. Here is head coach Ron Rivera. He has all the confidence in the world in Alex. Sure he does. I don't know if you could say it's difficult as much as it's all just the process of seeing what we have. I think that's the most important thing, you know, is, is to see what we have as we go forward. The thing about Alex as the starter right now is you have a guy that's a very veteran quarterback that has helped to nurture and develop a couple of pretty good young quarterbacks. You know, it just kind of showed these guys how to study and prepare for a game, how to handle it. And uh, I think this is going to be very good for Dwayne. I think Dwayne's going to get an opportunity to truly see how to prepare for a game as a starter. Please. Um, you know, and, and I think, you know, and hopefully <laughs> you know, Dwayne will take it that way, that this is an opportunity to learn and grow. And then, you know, who knows? Okay, hold on a second. Moppy is giving me Morris code as to what that uh, statement meant. Hold on. Uh-huh. Uh-huh. Okay. And I should repeat this to the audience? Okay. 
What that means in Morris code is, is Dwayne Haskins has wanted to be traded for nine weeks and hates your guts and wants out of Washington. And he hates politicians too. And hold on. And he loved what Jameis Winston did the other night eating the W. I don't know what that means, but I just, <laughs> I'm just giving the fans what Mafia is telling me here. He's constantly updating me, Morris code. Nice job by Mafia giving you that information. You. Uh, Alex Smith, I'm happy Getting that he's married. playing, Scott. Yeah, I, th- I thought they should have played him uh, even before Kyle Allen got hurt. He gives them the best chance to win, that's for sure. Uh, I saw you send me a headline this morning. Despite big win, Bills gain no ground in top of the AFC. I've got news for everybody. They're not going to gain any ground on the Steelers or the Chiefs. They're not, they're not going to pass either of those teams at any time, I don't care if they're seven and two or what. The key no, for the Bills right them. now, Scotty, the key for the Bills them. is to stay ahead of the AFC South team, whether it be the Titans or the Colts, because then they can avoid the Ravens in the first round. Let's take a look at today. What would be the matchups in the AFC playoffs, Scotty? That leads me into this. Steelers would have the bye. The Chiefs would play the Dolphins. Bills would host Vegas. Titans would host the Ravens. There's a huge difference, Scotty, in being the three and being the four in the AFC this year because uh, the Ravens, I don't think, will catch the Steelers for the AFC North. And that means that's a very tough Raven team that you do not want coming into your building in the opening game. That's why the Bills need to stay pace with exactly where they are. I mean, that Ravens-Titan game would be uh, the biggest playoff game of that uh, conference for sure as it stands now. But I do believe, and I've said this many times, I don't want it to happen, but I think it will happen. I think the Bills uh, will beat the Steelers in Buffalo. And uh, I don't know when that game is, in a week or two. I, I think it's coming up. I don't know uh, exactly. Early December. When. Early December. Okay. Week uh, 14. Well, week go. 14. Okay, so in four weeks, right? So yeah. I think they'll beat them. I don't know if they'll be undefeated still at that point. That's irrelevant in this conversation. I think the Bills uh, are going to be fine. I think they're uh, uh Goal is to win a playoff game, and and anything else is ridiculous. In my opinion, worrying about trying to stay ahead of someone, fair enough, what you're saying is right about not wanting to face the Ravens. That's right. But I don't think, you know, beggars can be choosers. I think they have been a failure in the postseason. They need to win a playoff game. It doesn't matter who they play, even though it seems like it does. They need to worry about winning games, getting in, winning a playoff game, and taking that step. You keep winning football games, you're going to be where you need to be at the end of the year. That's it's right. that simple. Just keep just keep winning. Now let's take a look at the NFC side. If the season ended today, the Saints would now have the bye, Scotty, after their win on Sunday night and the Seahawks loss in Buffalo. Seahawks would play the Rams right now. The Packers would play the Cardinals. That would be a wild game. And the Eagles, because they lead the NFC least, would host the Tampa Bay Buccaneers. Some good matchups in the NFC if the season ended today. Look, I I think the uh, Seahawks would win. I I think the Cardinals uh, would give the Packers a game, uh, to be honest with you. I think that the Green Bay defense would have problems with Kyler Murray, Fitz, Hopkins. I like that team. I think that could be a very big potential for an upset, and I think the Buccaneers would uh, beat the Eagles. I still think the Buccaneers will get things right by the postseason, I thought they looked terrible on Sunday night. I am surprised that the Saints, after, you know, four weeks ago, we were making fun of Drew Brees being over the hill and finished and washed, and he doesn't have an arm anymore, and he looks terrible. Now he's 
Uh, got the top completion percentage in the lead. The guy's tearing it up. He's lighting it up. They're scoring tons of points. They're laying nine and a half wood chip uh, this week against the Niners on Bourbon Street. I am surprised that they have turned it around and become uh, as really dominant as they looked Sunday night. The, the Saints do look really good right now, but anything could happen. Uh, we don't know what's going to happen. It's week 10. Uh, don't tell me it's going to be the same in week 14 and week 17. And when they walk on the field with a bye or a game in the playoffs, everything changes week to week. We don't know who's going to have COVID. We don't know who's going to be injured. So handing crowns to people before uh, the middle of November, it's not even Thanksgiving yet, and everybody's out handing out awards, MVPs, and, and playoff spots is ridiculous. Well, let's hand out another award then. Here's the updated right. MVP odds at FanDuel since you asked for them. Uh, Russell Wilson was minus money last week. Now, after the loss at Buffalo, he's at plus 110. So it looks like, Scotty, Wilson, Mahomes, Rodgers, and then there is a clear gap before you get into Josh Allen and Kyler Murray. I think they want to give it to Patrick Mahomes again because he does so many uh, television commercials. <laughs> <laughs> I think they're just going to give it to him oh, because yeah. he's the he's the most <laughs> exciting player in the NFL. Uh, he's he's what everyone wants to watch. I like Russell Wilson. I think he's incredible, but I'd still rather watch Patrick Mahomes play, and I know I'd rather watch him lose. So I care more about what he's doing. And then, like, Ty's in there right now at LTN slamming tables. He's not going to listen to all this talk about his quarterback. He's giving me the finger right. Hold on. Morris Coat. Screw you. I never liked you anyway. What? Did, I didn't even. I just got back from a staycation. I'm getting this kind of heat just because I, oh, I want the Chiefs to lose. Screw you. <laughs> Couple of. Couple of other notes here, Scotty, and we'll wrap up the NFL. Uh, the Falcons released defensive tackle Tack McKinley after he had some not nice things to say about the organization. So the Falcons told him basically to hit the bricks, uh, take a walk, and McKinley is now going to be a free agent. They sucked Herbert, anyway. They sucked anyway. <laughs> Justin Herbert versus Tua this Sunday in Miami. Ooh. Scotty, we said this yesterday. Eventually the Chargers and Herbert – are going to win one of these close games. Could it be this Sunday down at Hard Rock? Listen, I love watching my boy Rainbow Sherbert play football. Uh, I think he's really good. I think the Chargers are a lot better than all these losses. I used to eat Baskin-Robbins, a Rainbow Sherbert. Like, I mean, the 33 flavors just rocking it. When I was a kid, I used to go in there and just get, like, three scoops of a Rainbow uh, Sherbert. was just sickening. So I'm going to call him Rainbow Sherbert from now on. Uh, Justin Herbert is now Rainbow Sherbert. I think that's the game of the week down in Miami. I wish I was going to that game. I still might. I could catch a plane down there. I might go down and see the game. Who knows? Oh, wait, Dolphins I can't. I'm going to Mafia's wedding. Sorry about that, Mafia. Why don't we move your wedding down to South Florida? We'll have it on South Beach. <laughs> we'll all get sunburned. We can sleep with women we don't know. Wait, are we on the air? Check, yes, check. We Sorry, are. Mafia. I think you should sleep with your wife. Sorry about that. Richard Sherman can return to practice. Duke Johnson's going to be the running back in Houston. Calais Campbell with a calf strain. Packs Col Packers Colts in Week 11 moved to 425, and the Dolphins donated $75 million to cancer research. Not nice job by them, Scotty. I stand up to cancer. Screw cancer. 
SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. All right, uh, Carver High, we got your uh, fan question here from uh, Hot Stove Steve in Tucson in the Cactus League. He's checking in with some baseball talk here. Pharrell, do you think the Red Sox will be in the mix for Lindor? And do you think the Jays are really interested in Springer and Jackie Bradley Jr.? Well, uh I do think the Red Sox are in on Lindor. I think they're lying when they say they have no interest in Francisco Lindor. I think the uh, guy would be the perfect uh, replacement for Mookie Betts. The bottom line is they got taken to the cleaners in that deal, as far as I'm concerned. Betts went out to L.A. and won another World Series ring, and then he'll never uh, look back. He's going to play in Los Angeles the rest of his career. And I think the Red Sox have no star players whatsoever. In fact, uh, J.D. Martinez is ripping them off with that gigantic contract they screwed up on with him as well. He was on the team this year and did absolutely nothing. Is that about right? So they don't have any star players. And I know that Alex Cora has a relationship with Lindor. And I guarantee you that Alex Cora wants Lindor on the Red Sox. Uh, without a doubt. So whatever they're saying about not having any interest in it, you know they're lying through their teeth because uh, the Red Sox are in utter uh, dumpster fire right now. They need players, and there's no getting around it. And as far as the other guys, Springer and uh, Jackie Bradley Jr., I think the uh, Red Sox actually want to keep Jr. I think they want to give him an offer to keep him in Boston. They know they can't afford to lose that in their outfield. And I think the Jays would be wise to go after Springer. I don't think the Blue Jays are going to be the only team that has interest in that talent, that bat, uh, that game that Springer has. I think he's essentially, with Lindor, basically the hottest commodity in baseball right now in terms of uh, at least Springer being free to go wherever he wants. So uh, Toronto make him a big offer. I think he'll get better offers elsewhere, though. SportsGrid.com. Betting insights and entertainment at your fingertips 24-7 as our team covers the most important topics in sports wagering. Real-time odds, predictive betting models, expert picks, and more. Want the edge? Then get on the grid. SportsGrid.com. Build digital-first customer relationships with Salesforce Digital 360. Connect every marketing, commerce, and digital experience on a single platform. Innovate fast with easy-to-launch sites, campaigns, and apps. That's more relationships, more revenue, more return, and more success. Salesforce Digital 360. Hear from our customers at sfdc.co slash digital 360. 